Hello everyone, my name is Beth and I attend the six o'clock service. Today we'll be reading Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done the desolations he has brought on earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Hi there everyone, I'm Ken. It's my privilege today to share with us from God's Word, so I invite you now to join with us as we pray. Lord God, we do thank you for your Word, that you're a speaking God who communicates to us and you want us to understand how to live in ways that are pleasing to you. We pray as we spend some time today thinking about Psalm 46, uh, that you would again, by your Spirit, enable us to understand what you're saying and more than that, that you would work in us so that we would respond to your word appropriately. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Unprecedented, or perhaps you say unprecedented. Regardless of how it's pronounced, the word unprecedented has had an unprecedented use in the media, if you'll pardon my, I believe, incorrect use of the word. Unprecedented means that we're describing something not seen or experienced before, putting into words that which has never previously been written. Which, with regards to COVID-19, is questionable, if not downright wrong. The reality is that the world has been ravaged by deadly viruses before. Huge portions of the population have found themselves suddenly unemployed. Even the most cursory reflection on history reveals that people faced by threats, both real and imagined, have hoarded necessities and struck out at others whom they blame as the cause of the bad situation. The world being turned upside down may be new to us, but chaos is not new. Now, it's not my intention to downplay the severity of what is currently taking place, the real loss that is being felt, the grief, the stress that people are experiencing. COVID-19 has brought a breadth and a depth of suffering never before experienced by many of us. And there remains a very real threat that life may still get worse. Being a part of the family of God doesn't stop the harsh realities of life from impacting us. Christians will and probably already have died from COVID. But the danger of calling our situation unprecedented is the mistaken belief that we are the first to ever go through something like this. 
If COVID-19 was genuinely an unprecedented experience, we must blaze a new trail, boldly going where no man has gone before. But if others have faced similar situation, it's wisdom to learn from them, which I firmly believe is the claim of the Bible. And so what lessons should we be taking on board from those who were further through their experience of chaos than we are through ours? That's what we're going to think about today from Psalm 46. Where can certainty be found? When all around us is confusion and chaos, where is the solid ground? And the answer comes to us from a surprising spokesperson. The book of Psalms is well known as Israel's songbook and some individual Psalms include the name of their composer. According to the ascription, Psalm 46 was written by the sons of Korah. Korah was one of Moses' relatives. His famous rebellion is recorded in Numbers 16, along with his being swallowed by the earth as judgment. Numbers 26 confirms that some of his descendants survived and clearly they learnt a great lesson from their infamous forefathers' disobedience. Korah mistakenly believed that certainty rested in having power and position. That's why he challenged Moses for the leadership of Israel. But the sons of Korah sang that merely being at the top of the pile won't provide certainty in chaos. There is something far more certain. Verse 1, that God is their safe place, an ever-present help in trouble. And because that is true, therefore we will not fear, verse 2, even though the earth gives way. Perhaps the start of verse 2 was written by Korah's sons, for whom this was their literal experience, who saw their relatives swallowed by a, a hole opening up in the earth. A terrifying event may form the background to Psalm 46, but it goes on then to use picture language to express realities which are beyond literal descriptions. Psalm 46 vividly expresses that life can be overwhelming, like mountains falling into the sea. And maybe that's exactly how you feel at this moment. That nothing's certain, that you're on a boat in a storm and everything that you grab onto for support is moving. For some, the fallout of COVID-19 has been far more severe than just limited toilet paper or the footy being cancelled. To not be able to give your grandchild a hug or to lose your job. Holidays cancelled, a, a wedding or a funeral broadcast over the internet rather than being the intimate gathering of family and friends that it should be. These things and even the death of loved ones have been faced by many and are hard to deal with. But if we step back for a moment, it's clear that even in so-called normal times, there is an ever-present, never-ending array of things that can make life feel like the world around us is collapsing, like mountains falling into the sea. Maybe it's exams, breaking up with a boyfriend or mortgage stress, dissatisfaction with work, family issues, a health crisis or opposition. We can be just as stressed by smaller everyday issues as we are by one giant world-threatening virus. Whatever it is that you're facing, on what is your confidence based? What we trust in is a perpetual issue, but COVID-19 provides a new opportunity to clarify, is it clear from how we're responding that God is our safe place? Is he the one that we automatically run to? 
As we reflect on the last few weeks, have we been ones who are glued to our televisions, analysing every word that the Prime Minister and Chief Medical Officer speak? Is our hope that researchers will come up with the cure so that we can return to normal life? Are we fastidious in wiping down our trolley and, and ensuring one and a half metre gaps? Now, none of these things are wrong to do. But if they are all that we do, how is our trust any different from those who don't trust in God? Now, I'm not suggesting for a moment that our response should be an either or, trust in science or trust in God. As Christians, I hope we will do both. And Psalm 46 is clearly not a license to do dangerous things and expect God to bail us out. Yet if Psalm 46 is our song, it will be clear that our ultimate confidence is in God. If COVID-19 does nothing more than remind us to pray for our civil leaders and medical researchers, then I think that's already a good outcome in line with Psalm 46. Along these lines, it's been encouraging this week to see thanks being given to God through Facebook posts, a raised awareness of the little gifts that he gives us on an ongoing basis. I admit that I don't remember thanking God for toilet paper prior to April 2020, but I have now. It's been great to meet with others from WBC for fortnightly prayer meetings on Zoom, showing that we do believe that God's got this. If false hopes and misplaced trust are being exposed by this virus, then surely that's a good thing. Where can certainty be found? In the God who is ever-present in times of trouble. Following this initial image of reliance on God in the midst of chaos, the writer takes us inside a city. The picture, like that of verses 2 and 3, is again of water. But this time, rather than a raging ocean, it's a river, like that of Psalm 23, good and life-giving water. Verses 4 to 7 develop the reason for having confidence in God. We can have confidence in the chaos because God, the Lord Almighty, dwells with us as our fortress. Verse 5's point is that God will help Jerusalem because it's his home, his dwelling place. As we find our security in him, it's like stepping inside of our house after being caught in a storm. The storm doesn't stop, but we're safe because we take cover in God. And he is more than just a house. He is a proven fortress. While the sons of Korah are ancient history to us, they refer back to Jacob even further back in time. Each generation is in danger of presuming that we know better than the previous, that we're more enlightened, and in response we go it alone to fix our problems. C.S. Lewis called it chronological snobbery. Psalm 46 shows that looking back to the past gives us certainty both in the present and for the future. And so even the fact that we're looking at the Old Testament today is an example of what we can continue to do to seek certainty in uncertain times. Reflect on the great events by which God rescued his people in the past. Read the promises in the Bible that God has made to his people. Watch the free new series called The Chosen on YouTube. It gives us another creative and I think thought-provoking insight into what Jesus did. As we look to how God brought his people through difficult times in the past, it encourages us to trust in him in the midst of our difficult times. Where can certainty be found? In looking back to how God has saved, 
in knowing that he is with us right now, our sure and certain fortress. In verse 8, there is a deliberate change in how God is spoken of. Up until now, he has been referred to as God or the Most High. But in verse 8, God is referred to by his personal name, Yahweh. Yahweh, the Lord, is not just the great God out there somewhere. He is the God that we are in covenant relationship with. But as this relational aspect of God is focused upon, the songwriters take us in a strange new direction. Normally, the works of God are thought of in the positive. God speaks and light comes into existence. He says, let there be, and there was. But in verse 8, God's work is to bring desolation. He speaks, verse 6, and the earth melts. I think we have here a hint of what Martin Luther called the alien work of God. We often think of God's voice at creation, his words of comfort throughout Israel's history. But his is also a voice that declares the rebellious guilty, which pronounces judgment. Perhaps unexpectedly, it's God's destructive voice that brings peace, verse 9. And as we look with amazement at the victory he has achieved, again we hear his voice, verse 10. No longer is it Korah's sons talking about God or picturing for us what God has done. Now God speaks to us directly. And rather than words which wipe out armies, he says, Be still and know that I am God. Now, if you were the one putting these words to music, is this a spot for the music to go up in volume or to quiet right down? Is God's booming voice echoing across all the earth? Or is this the still small voice that Elijah encountered? Be still and know that I am God. Now, the clear unspoken implication is that we are not God. Our prime minister is not. The army commander launching missiles against the city isn't God. The opposition, whether it's a person, a nation, a spirit or even a sickness, they are not in control. Be still and know that I am God. That is what it means to acknowledge God, to recognise that even as our world descends into apparent chaos, there is one who has got everything under control. COVID has made it even clearer than normal that a lot of people are looking to other things, to other people for their certainty. But God is in soul and total control. And one day, all the world will know it. The apparent chaos of COVID-19, that of international politics or the smaller scale chaos in your own life is not the end of the story. Life is not an out-of-control car speeding towards a certain crash. It's more like a rally car being driven by the master driver who never makes a mistake. Regardless of how things feel to us, nothing is outside of his control. He's got this. And underlining that promise, verse 7 is repeated as the closing chorus. Verse 11, Yahweh Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is is our fortress. Now, who's ready to take on the world with God? Sometimes we critique the use of music to stir up emotions, but here the director of music is clearly aiming to do exactly that. Like William Wallace revving up his ragtag army, telling them that they can never take our freedom. Psalm 46 is a bold and emotional declaration. We can stand safe 
because we have an all-powerful God with us. It's comforting. It's inspiring. It's supposed to get our hearts racing. Psalm 46 is a declaration that says, no matter what is going on around me, I keep trusting in God. Nothing can stand against the one in whom I've placed my certainty. Yet if the words of Psalm 46 merely inspire passion like a William Wallace speech, then it's nothing more than wishful thinking. If they're just a human creation, they're nothing more than a chant trying to hype up the troops. And the hope of verse 5 that God is within her, she will not fall, was sorely tested by Israel's history. Jerusalem did fall. The temple was burned to the ground twice. So was this psalm just the wishful thinking of the sons of Korah? While we all long to have the kind of confidence expressed by Psalm 46, sometimes real life shakes us. Sometimes it feels like we're in the thick of battle and it looks like we're on the losing side. The feelings of depression or the bad news which leads on to even more bad news. Even life without COVID-19 can feel like the opposition has never-ending reinforcements while we're on our last legs. Bad things just keep on coming and can leave us feeling overwhelmed. And when we feel like that, it's not wrong. Verse 1 says that God is our ever-present help in trouble. That is, while we're still in the midst of it. He's not always the instantaneous transport out of trouble. More often, he's a shelter to hide in while the trouble continues to rage outside. Which means that we're not expected to just look on the bright side of life. Godliness is not seeking the silver lining to every cloud. God doesn't want us to deny the severity of our problems. He wants them to turn us to him. Our certainty is that the God who has saved will save. I think that Psalm 46 puts to music one of the most important and comforting themes of the Bible. God living with his people. While God did live initially in a garden, then in a tent and then in a fancy temple, he would most amazingly take on flesh and live amongst us as the man Jesus. In the words of John 1:14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And so God's promise that he will save those amongst whom he dwells remains his ongoing promise. Those who trust in Jesus will be rescued because Jesus is with us. God is with us, Emmanuel. Psalm 46, understood correctly, instructs us to look to Jesus, not to Jerusalem. To see a prophecy of a greater temple in which God lives forever amongst his people. To understand that God right now lives within us. To see Jesus as the one who will bring to an end all wars and establish eternal peace, not by a bigger war, but by lifting up his voice. He lifted up his voice first to teach, then to declare it is finished. And one day he will pronounce judgment, either depart from me or well done, good and faithful servant. Psalm 46 is not passionate hype or wishful thinking. It's telling us that Jesus is the trustworthy castle, the safe place in the storm of life. Psalm 46 is not a universal promise that you'll get through COVID-19 unscathed or even alive. It's not saying to go off your medication or to stop paying for insurance. But it is saying that God is with you and in him alone is certainty. My kids all still love building sandcastles on the beach. 
sometimes down where the dry sand becomes wet, sometimes further up the beach. But regardless of where they build, the waves eventually come in and knock down the walls. Sandcastles are no match for waves. They're a flimsy caricature of a real castle. And the question we are left with at the end of Psalm 46 is, what have we placed our trust in? Fortunately for us Aussies, we live surrounded by a giant moat. Our home is girt by sea. But what else, apart from our watery perimeter fence, do we seek our security in? Who or what do we look to, to protect ourselves against the bad things of this world? Is our security in the same flimsy fortress that our neighbours trust in? Or is our certainty in Jesus? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the reminder uh, that you are the one safe place that we can run to in the storm of life. Whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's something else that's making us feel uncertain, we pray that you would enable us to trust in you. Whether we've been doing that for decades or whether today is the first time we've put our trust in you, enable us to trust in you with all of our lives. We pray this in your name. Amen.